He's still alive. <laughs> still alive momentarily. I think we're good. All right. <laughs> I'm waiting for your screen. Just, go black me. <laughs> just like slowly like back away and like disappear <laughs> from the screen. <laughs> oh, well, welcome everybody. Welcome back. It has been, it feels like a month, but it's only a week. <laughs> but uh, welcome to episode 26 of Late Arrivals. We, uh, Feels nice to be back because that week off was a lot longer than it really was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty long. At least it felt like it. That was it was nice though. It was chill. Yeah, yeah we'll have a good holiday. Yeah, it was really nice. You yeah. guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super nice. yeah. Yeah, had a had a bunch of family come in, uh come into town as always. And yeah, it was good to good to see everybody. Good to, you know, just kind of eat and drink and hang out with family and shoot the shit and catch up and yeah it was a, it was a good time yeah i uh i got pretty full on pierogi i'm not gonna lie mm. i went i went a little too crazy mm. but um we got this like polish wine and dude it tastes Ooh. like cough syrup Ooh. it was red wine it was red wine and it's yeah it tastes like cough syrup wait, like, is it wasn't it that, bad is like, it that wait is it that ghoul vine that's like mm. raw wine that's like heated up and it's served hot and there's like orange slices and cinnamon sticks and cranberry in it it could be and it's served i don't know hot. it might be served hot that's so yeah. good we had that when i was in um when i was in budapest uh hungary i was there during the month of february and they just had that on the street and you know that's eastern europe and it's february so it's cold <laughs> as shit Mm-hmm. And we were freezing our ass off, and this guy was like, "Hey, do you guys want to try some Gulwein?" And we're like, uh, "Yeah, sure. What is it?" And he was explaining what it is, and they had like these what were essentially like Hungarian pretzels that came with it too, and they were fresh. Ooh. And they were fresh. We had the hot wine with like this with like the two cinnamon sprigs and an orange slice in it, mm-hmm. um, and that big old pretzel, and it was it was fantastic. I was like, That's, I want to drink. Yeah. I, I was like, I want to drink wine like this. All the time. <laughs> Sounds pretty. I'll, great. Find, I'll, I'll find a TikTok of it after after we get off, and I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, it's pretty. Okay. It's pretty good. Sounds delicious. You guys get anything uh, fun for Christmas? Well, wait isn't 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 that a isn't that a listener question? Should we should we save it? It was it was a favorite gift, but we could wait. Mm. <laughs> Not jump the gun here. Yeah, I want to. I say I say we wait. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm wearing. North. I'm wearing two of mine, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> I'll save my favorite. All right. All right. He won't disclose right away. No. I was so jealous of you guys because I went up north for Christmas to visit family in Central Valley, and it was like 40 degrees like the entire three days I was there. Oh, that dude, give wonderful. me that. Give me that on Christmas over 80. <laughs> no, I would. Re- no, I say I like the cold, but man, I'm reconsidering that. <laughs> after being in that weather man i love the cold man i i'm not i'm that weird kid born and raised in socal like 
never left, but I love being cold. I have no idea what it is. I'd rather, I've always said, give me 22 over 92 any day of the week, any day. Yeah, it was, it was 70 here for Christmas. No, no, no thanks to intense heat. No, thank you. Well, since the last time you guys spoke, because I disappeared (laughs) mid-episode last week. Yeah, welcome uh, back, Jake, after like a month. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that's why it felt longer for me, is because technically (laughs) I wasn't on the last episode. (laughs) Yeah, you were were on it last time. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But we have some games to talk about, a couple, eh, and at least one good one. Uh, which started with the Ducks beating the Oilers some miraculous way, shape, or form. Um, I know we touched on it when we streamed with Steven, and shout out Steven for hopping on with us that night, or that weekend to talk about it. Shout but, out uh, Steven, great friend of the show. <laughs> that was yeah. clearly a Ducks got lucky to even come close to getting a point, and yeah. they somehow left with two, so you know, we can't really bitch and moan about too much with that game, but... Mm-hmm. It they did fun. look like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I got, was... I got, I got nothing on this because I, I was out of town, so I didn't see, I didn't see the Montreal, I didn't see the Edmonton game, so I got nothing. You guys go. They played really well against Montreal, I thought. Yeah, uh, so. it's it's a little uh, concerning when your rookie goalie's having to make forty six saves in Jeez. one game, but it was against the Oilers. How many shots has he has he faced so far? It's I like think almost five hundred. I, I think the stat was I heard. Um, I saw the stat like on the morning of Christmas Eve. I think. Um, I think he. I think at that time, Lucas Dostal had faced over a hundred and seventy shots in his last four appearances. That's hot. Which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and the, goes the... to show goes to show the kind of uh, the kind of shot suppression that. Uh, <laughs> Ducks defenders and just the Ducks in their own zone have been have been uh, have been putting out. Yeah, and that, <laughs> not good. That, uh... The answer is it's not good. It's not good. Not great, yeah. Bob. <laughs> not great. Well, the third, um, the third period of that Oilers game, Ducks were outshot twenty three to two. They're making that a habit, and I think, it's not I think, a very uh, good habit to have. No, I think Felix and Jake pointed it out. I was, I was catching up with the uh, uh, on the latest Crash the Pond episode this morning. Um, I don't crash the pond. Excuse me. I think I think Felix and Jake pointed it out that in the uh, in the Calgary game this past Friday, in the second period alone, the shots were twenty-two to one. And I'll yeah. give you all one guess as to who had twenty-two shots and who had one. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. Um, and they, you know, they went into the third up by a goal, and that's that just seems like how it goes. If they if they're leading at any point, they just play defense the rest of the way. Yeah, and I mean that's a good segue into what happened in the Kings game because yeah, and I had to be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as the the Vetrano power play goal went in and he pointed at the box i just knew (laughs) i just knew we weren't winning that game uh not because i believe in like the hockey gods or anything bringing karma to players but it was just one of those things where 
I get the trash talk and I live for that because I mean, for God's sakes, my hockey team does shit like that all the time, Mm -hmm. but it happened. And I was just sitting on the couch, just like, no, why are you doing that? Frank, please, (laughs) please. Like we're, we're not the team to be, you know, shit talking guys in the penalty box considering how often we're in the box right and it was and it was a goal that tied it up with about five minutes left in the first one-to-one like it it wasn't even like you know it was a it was a late go-ahead goal after you know exactly I know know, yeah I know I know there was a little bit of a scrum that involved the Toronto um that uh, that led to that power play that we ended up scoring on but yeah, I, I I found that weird too. I was I was I was at that game at Staples Center with my uncle and my cousin. Um and yeah, I kind of I noticed that right away. I was I was sitting in the lower bowl, kind of kind of opposite the opposite side of the ice of where the uh where the Vetrano goal was scored. And yeah, I, said, I noticed it right away. Like the second he scored and turned around and did this, I was like, What? I'm like, <laughs> why, why are we? I'm like, it's the first period. This like, we're like 10 minutes into the first. Like, what are There's- we doing? two whole periods for you guys to fuck this up and, <laughs> and they did. We did and they did <laughs> spoiler alert for those who haven't watched the latest episode of anaheim ducks <laughs> it's weird because they usually wake up for king's games yeah no matter that, how bad the season is going they were but for a period but yeah that was one of the most just brain dead second periods i think we played this entire year yeah it was just Penalty after penalty taken until they play Calgary after penalty. Like I think it, it almost felt like for a good stretch that that like it legitimately felt like at the game that they were killing multiple two minute minors for like eight minutes straight. Yeah, just kept going, and then they take another, and then they take another, and then they and then they kill it off, and it'd be fine, and then they'd go thirty seconds, and then take another one. Like it's just. (laughs) It's so frustrating to see that. And yeah, like, you know, like these players, I mean, you know, these players know that, you know, you're not supposed to take penalties, right? So it's not like that they're like trying to, but it's just like at one point, do you start like making assumptions based off of the lack of discipline out of your entire team, which has now become a theme and a very strong theme with this team in the last two weeks? So yeah, something, I mean, I mean, something that really, really, really needs to get locked up um you know coming coming out of the christmas break here so we're hopefully looking to see to see a a, uh, a decrease in the penalties taken uh tomorrow tomorrow night against vegas especially well, against maybe, another, especially against another division rival too so yeah one maybe <laughs> maybe maybe ducks players um maybe they get a bonus if they hit a certain amount of penalty minutes in a year and then we just don't know about it you're hitting a quota I have incentives. Yeah. I have incentives in my work contract for fucking up. That's where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the ironic thing about that second period was, yeah, they kept taking penalties, but it was two one after the second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you kind of saw the goal coming from a mile away. I I feel that's kind of a theme this season where you just know something bad's going to happen. It's not Mm -hmm. so much like the premonition hits where you're just like, yeah, it's not final destination where you're seeing it happen, you know, before it happens. But like, I don't know. You just knew something was going to fuck up a period that they kind of salvaged. And then just the rest of the game that, I mean, the Kings pretty much controlled the entire 
second into the third, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you could see the life just kind of get sucked out of them after after that second goal to end the period, and then the third they just they were all over the place and yeah, I mean, we've seen it time and time again this season. There's really not much to build off of that. I, I mean, the wild game was almost the exact same. Mm-hmm. You know, you start off hot. McTavish gets a goal and a nice goal at that too. But then just the parade to the penalty box the rest of the time. Like you know, it's bad when you're annoying Brian Hayward on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, because after like three or four in a row, he just goes, "Oh my, yo, you got to be more disciplined than that." It's just like when you're annoying him, it makes me more annoyed because then we have to hear some bullshit explanation of, "Oh, you know, you just gotta." I don't know why they're calling that. It's always, I wouldn't say it's always an excuse, but it's like, they're clearly like a step behind the other team. That's why they're taking the penalty. Like there is a clear disconnect in skill and it's not, you know, some ulterior motive that the refs have against the team. It's like they're taking penalties that should be called. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the wild game was the third straight game, I believe, that the Ducks gave up 40 plus shots. You know, I so, don't even need to fact check that and I would believe you. Yeah, that that's like objectively <laughs> like the most believable thing for this yeah. for this Ducks team this year. And yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, kind of kind of like Jake said, you know, the wild game was almost was almost just, you know, kind of a carbon copy of of the of the Kings game a couple nights before, you know, it, it or, yeah. uh, or the night before actually, because mm-hmm. um, it was it was a back to back, and you know, I and did we did we touch on a little bit about the lineup? I was about to bring that the up. line the lineup that four or five minutes into the, the game, lineup Dallas that he, went, did he Dallas Aikens went away with. from Dallas Aikens went away from and went back to everything he was doing. Yeah. We had Trevor Zegers playing second line left wing. We had Adam Henrink back at first line center. We had from, I forget who corrected themselves, like right when the game started. I don't know if it was Eric Stevens or Lisa Dillman, but they said, oh, correction on, on the lineup the Ducks posted. I think we they actually had Kirkland playing on the first line left wing. I think that's actually what it was to start out. Oh, and it was just the more the more you looked at it, the weirder it was. Yeah. And my question to you guys, and I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on it, is seeing just something so outright necessary done like that, is that a if you are if you are Dallas Akins, if you are in his position with how the season's gone, is that a I'm desperately trying to do something different to save my job? Or is that a I know my job is secure until April, so I'm just gonna try to do something what did you what did you guys personally think that was uh trying to save his one. job save his job i think i think he knows that he's safe yeah i just <laughs> yeah lou i i completely disagree with that i, yeah, don't, think, I don't think that's a i don't that's, think that look we know dallas akins we disagree with pretty much everything he does lineup wise and i think and that's been talked about ad nauseum i don't think we're gonna go into that again but <laughs> Yeah, I don't think if you're trying to save your job, you're playing, you're moving Trevor Zegers out of position and down in the lineup. I don't think if you're trying to save your job, you're, you're, uh, you know, throwing 
a guy who just played his second NHL game ever on the top line left wing. Um, you know, continuing to play Nathan Bully over 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 Colton White. You know, I'm not. I just, I just. Uh, thank you, Savannah. Justin Kirkland. I was I was pulling a Lou there. I couldn't I couldn't remember his first name. I was just I was just trying to. What did you say? I've just He's been calling just... Kirkland. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to skate by. Thank you, Savannah. Justin Kirkland. <laughs> just, just say Costco. It's fine. AK, Costco. Yeah, AK, AK. Kirkland water tonight, by the way. We had our Costco. Oh, we, had our, we had our Costco brand left wing playing on the first line. Um, yeah, to me, that was just kind of, I'm just going to try something different that's a little crazy because I know that my job is probably secure until April. Yeah, he's like the safest person in the country right now. Yeah, I think I think this whole discourse of will Dallas Aikens be fired during the season? Will he be fired in the offseason? I think it's kind of dead. Like, I just, I don't think he's getting fired during the season. I don't no. think he is. I think he's getting let go in April. And I'm not saying that because that's what I personally want to see happen. I, I would like to see him let go during the season or, you know, sooner rather than later. But I just, you know, taking, to, taking into account everything we've heard from Pat Verbeek, um, you know, how the season's gone, taking into account what could potentially be waiting for us at the end once we get to June, if the season continues the way it's going and how it's kind of, you know, short, short-term short pain for extreme long-term gain, long-term gain kind of thing, or at least a chance at long-term gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of taking into account the lack of real movement that we've seen from the team within the organization um you know i just i just don't think we're gonna see anything anything happen with dallas akins in his position um until until you know this that season ends in early april and then i think yeah. he's done. i yeah. just i just i just think it's kind of not really worth to even have that discussion anymore of will dallas akins be let go will he will he not or whatever i just i just think it's kind of clear as day you know unless we go on like a 10 11 12 game losing streak i think i think that would kind of maybe change things a little bit but maybe yeah. you know i just i just don't think there's any incentive and we talked about it last time you know i i think there needs to be somebody that pat for b can bring in right away for it to make sense to let akins go yeah um yeah you know i mean i mean i don't think anybody in in the ducks world thinks <clears throat> he's coming back anyway so I just I just don't think that it's as big of a deal as people may be making it. But yeah, yeah. the dude's cozy. You can tell he's cozy. Yeah, I can, I yeah. can picture him right now, like mm-hmm. lounging in his recliner in front of a fireplace, sipping mm-hmm. whiskey. He's like just straight I'm chilling. He's like I'm gonna enjoy my next three months in California. <laughs> <what> I got. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see it as him trying to to prove that he still needs to be the coach of this team because he's this far along why when when is something going to change like mm-hmm. if it didn't it already happen change. like yeah like is it gonna of, happen yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think we all kind of i think we had all kind of said if we got to christmas and we kind of felt like you know things may be moving then then that would maybe be when he's getting letting go or when he would get let go if we thought but yeah i mean i mean you know going into the break I don't really think we've we have gotten any inclination that something could be happening with Aikens here in the next week or so. So, yeah, I just I mean, I mean, this just further the fact that Christmas is now passed and he's still here. It only just kind of furthers my thoughts that he's not going until April. Yeah. 
And now if he says something... He's just going to be the tank commander. <laughs> I mean, and if he says something outlandish... Hopefully get in that top three. Hopefully and controversial, that. like he likes paying for auto repair bills, then you know, maybe maybe it's good to fire him, but... Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, like Sean said here in the chat, uh, the Flames game was actually the fourth game in a row where the Ducks gave up 40 or more shots, so they went into the break with that streak going. And they play Vegas tomorrow, so I mean, I they'll probably give up another forty plus easily. Does it, does it continue? <laughs> Let's. I I, I want to keep a tally of this. Um, this streak. This streak is fun to talk about. Pray for Lucas Dostal. Yeah. Well, Gibson, I think is back. No, oh, is he? Oh, that's I, right. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he gets to come back and then get his ass kicked the yep. first game he's back. That's get gonna make him. That's quick. gonna make him really happy. It's going to make John Gibson really happy. Only Eric should have played against his brother, against the Wild. Yeah, that was that was a really dumb decision to have Lucas play two games in a row. I I don't care how young he is, how, you know, excited he is to play, but, like, there's no need to play him back-to-back when your team's this big of a dumpster fire. Yeah. There's absolutely no need. Nothing's on the line. You know, let the let the two brothers play against each other. Get that good story. The result would have more than likely been the same, if not worse. Anyway, and that's the last so, time they play the Wild this season, so that yeah, not going to happen for the Ericsson brothers. Yeah, yeah. So that it's that a different story. It's it's a completely different story if that's not a back to back. It's a back to back. There's just no need to run your prized young goalie prodigy out there two nights in a row after he's been getting shelled the last three times. Yeah. There was just no 80, need. There. I just 83, just, 83 yeah. shots against. Yeah. He faced in those back to back in that back to back. Delicious. Well, I definitely think they deserve better against the Flames. Um, you're not gonna win many good. You're not gonna win many games when you're being outshot twenty two to three and or twenty three to two or whatever it was in a single period. But you could yeah, tell they were tired. Three to one, but. <laughs> Regardless. I mean, giving them two extra shots. Yeah. yeah. Got to make them look somewhat okay. It's disgusting. <laughs> but we get another McTavish goal. Jacob Silverberg pulled pulled the rabbit out of the hat one last time and scored a pretty nice goal to tie things up. But yeah. you could tell by the time it got to OT, they, they were very noticeably steps behind. Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. kind of shitty to look at and think of considering Calgary was playing on a back-to-back. But I also feel like when you've been chasing the whole game, it's going to catch up with you. And it did like, you know, Zegers looked really tired because he was out there that whole OT. I think Klingberg was out there the whole time. I think the only change they got was one of the wingers. And even then that whoever, whoever was on the ice with them was out there forever too. Yeah. Um, but they got a point out of it, so you can't really be too upset. But it definitely was, I don't know, going to OT, I was like, they're either going to get the winner on some dumb luck. Like, it's going to hit a Flames player, and the other guy is going to fall over, and one of them will, or, will score, or the Flames are going to take it. And, I mean, it's not much you can do when you give an NHL player time and space. And That shot was ridiculous, too. I don't think it mattered who was in net Yeah, for that one. That was, that was crazy. Yep, exactly. And you get and you know, kind of like Jake touched on, you get you get one of your forwards stuck out there in three on three to OT for about two minutes, which I think which I think is how long Trevor Zegers was out there. 
which mm-hmm. ended up kind of, you know, leading leading to the winning goal by Calgary. But um, yeah, One- you know, a, a, a bit, a bit better of a showing than, than, you know, the, uh, the LA and Minnesota games. But I mean, I mean, you know, still a lot of just more of the same, um, you know, just horrible shot expression, way, 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 way too many penalties. Um, you know, your goalie essentially having to bail you out at any time at, at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, then, Mason yeah, McCavish just, you know, looks good though. Yeah. Oh, big been probably the biggest bright spot lately in a, in a, as a, as we like to say in the, in the crash, the pond discord, been a big bright spot in a sea of bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's Mason McTavish, you know, he's starting to play with some more offensive line mates. Um, you know, Frank Vetrano has now been on his wing for the past two games, at least, I think maybe three. Um, so, and he's, yeah, man, you know, he's, he's continuing to look more deadly on the power play. Um, you know, he's, being able to you know unleash that wicked one-timer that we that we know that he possesses playing playing on that right flank having having trevor zegers just feed him the whole time on the power play and then and then you know getting getting to center his own line he's looking just so much more comfortable looking so much more involved in both ends of the ice he's creating chances on his own he's able to kind of control the pace of play and kind of just control the entire play when he's out there already at the nhl level and you know, it's, it's extremely promising. Um, you know, we, we, we know he already kind of had the size and the body and the makeup to, to, to play in the NHL early and, and stick around and be fine. But his hockey sense and his hockey IQ has been, has been really coming to light here in the past two weeks. And that's been, that's been something that I've, that I've really been noticing and that's, and that's shown me to be extremely promising for him. Um, you know, he's, in other he's words, really, he's got that dog. He's really him. establishing himself as a full 200 foot <laughs> player. And I think that that's really kind of all we could have asked from Mason McTavish right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, been been one of the sole, very bright spots in a, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of meekness and a lot of darkness, a lot of, uh, a lot of dark of and bad. <laughs> a sea of bad. Yes. We love soap. It's shout it's out crazy. Mason McTavish. Felix, no, I'm not dividing. <laughs> it's it's crazy it's like what a concept of giving a player reps at their natural position i nutty i, I couldn't think of it and shockingly he looks a hundred times better than he did playing on the wing you know you can you can spare me that whole well you know first month of the season they you know he's kind of just getting adjusted no when you're on a team with bad just let yourself get adjusted and look, he's doing a hundred times better. So who's to say this wouldn't have happened earlier if you just if he was just the three C right away? Yeah, but you know, we're on up. We're just on a podcast. I'm Ducks just a country. Guy. I just Duck- I'm just a guy. <laughs> Ducks country. Let's get soapy. Ducks. What? <laughs> what? You want a soapy? episode title right there? Ducks country. Let's get, get soapy. soapy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's uh, the title. Oh, Chris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chris for giving us the title. Dutch country. Let's soap. Well, let's lather. Let's we, lather. We definitely have no, that's to a talk. good one. Ducks ducks country. I say we do ducks country, let's die, like Smoot said, or we do ducks country, let's <laughs> lather. Maybe we leave it up to a poll. Put Maybe. put the put the title of tomorrow and just leave it as a placeholder like, for tonight. I feel, I feel like I actually feel like ducks country, let's die might might kind of 
be the be the better one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to talk about it because he's played the last week and a half, but we we officially have ourselves a goalie controversy. Thank go. God, and thank God we do. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Thank thing. God we do. It's been so great to see Lucas Dostal just look like a complete stalwart there between the pipes at such as a young age. You know, he finally he he looks completely NHL ready now. Yeah, you know, he's and he's not coming into an easy situation. He's coming into the worst shot suppressing team in the league, the worst defense, the worst structurally, the worst defensive team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, he's he's not getting a whole lot of wins here. You know, he's gotten a couple already. Um, but you know, he's he's holding his own. He's looking incredibly confident, he's looking incredibly poised, he's making all the right saves. Um, you know, he just he just kind of oozes that calmness and that coolness that we that we had kind of heard about him, you know, as he as he was starting to come up with um in the uh, in the Finnish league a couple of years ago, and then and then this last year and a half. Um you know, this last year and a half, two years in San Diego. So it's been it's been really great to see that from Lucas Dostal and to see mm-hmm. that kind of come to fruition here at the NHL level. Yeah, it's, it's like really that nice. he he looks happy even though he's getting pelted with pucks all the time. <laughs> he's still smiling. Like they show they show like after a goal, like you could tell the guys are like, Hey, that one's on me, or you know, hey, don't beat yourself up. And he just kind of shrugs and it's like, you know, still going about going about his business happy as can be like yeah right exactly and that's and that's what i like to see and jake you know you can you can probably talk on it more you know being the actual goalie on the pod but <laughs> at least from a goaltender's perspective that's what i like to see out of young goaltenders you, know, you give up a goal whether it's whether it's earned or whether it's just kind of shitty whether you made a mistake and if a young goaltender like him who's what 20 21 22 it's like 21 or 22, I believe. 21, yeah, 22. Like yeah, I mean, you know, at the NHL level, for him to just kind of be like, all right, cool, whatever, on to the next, just going to shift and refocus. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, yeah Especially just... on a bad team like this where he knows in his mind that this is, as long as he's up for the rest of the season, this is probably going to be a nightly occurrence for him whenever he plays. That's promising to see. Yeah. I mean, it also helps that one of his, I mean, one of the things that was always highly touted about him was his technical abilities. And I think, uh, shit, I'm trying to remember who I saw talking about it, but someone was talking about, you have, uh, it was on the timeline after the, the flames game where it's like, there's like a more like poised kind of calm feeling watching, watching him play. Whereas I feel like we've gotten used to the reason why we've always been like high on Gibson is because he's athletic enough to make those big saves and yeah. like do the crazy, you know, split saves or, you know, snag a puck and, and will windmill it, you know, on a two on one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel it's nice to have more of a calm feeling watching the goalie play. And don't get me wrong. I, I I'm the least athletic person, like person in the world. So when I I'm able to make saves like that and like my games and shit, like it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of being a goalie, but I don't know. It's always, especially with how bad we've been the last couple of years, it's like, it's very chaotic to watch what's happening in front of Gibson and then him also being part of the chaos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> At least with, with, uh, with those stall playing, it's like all the bullshit around him can happen, but he's kind of 
well, outside of sliding out of his crease a lot, um, <laughs> it's nice watching him kind of being the steadying presence back there because, you know, he's pretty much doing everything by himself. Like, yeah, no one's right. clearing yeah. guys out of his way. And to be a shorter goalie, I mean, saying that as he's, I still think like six foot at six one, six two, at least on skates. Like, mm-hmm. he's not the smallest guy in the league, but like, having a guy that's a little bit smaller like that and still seeing him fight through, you know, the bullshit in front of him. It, it, it's nice. And yeah. it, it just shows that like, this is what we've needed for a while. And it just didn't happen because they didn't think he was ready. And granted, he's only been in North America a short time, but like mm-hmm. right. we should have seen this earlier. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, goaltenders take a little bit longer than you know than your than your skaters, right? So yeah. you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, probably probably would have liked to see a little bit more of Dostal last year. You know, maybe this year, maybe should have started to see you know him start as the backup. But you know, it's 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 one season. It's not it's not that big of a deal. You know, especially especially when we have Dostal here, and then we got Cali Klang waiting in the wings. You know, playing back in Sweden right now. He's only 18, 19, You know, so. We are we're set in the crease for yeah. a number of years, so it's which good is to, nice. It's good to, yeah, you know, it's we've kind to, of always been pretty decent in goal uh, mm-hmm. since we had like Freddie Anderson. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a little bit. Yeah, it's all it's always been nice, and it's well, you it's can go as really, far back as Hiller yeah. probably too. I mean, he was he was pretty steady until he went through all of his injury problems. But yeah, that vertigo, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really nice. And it's always been really nice to to not ever have goalie be kind of a worry position for us. Even you know, even especially when we, um, you know, when we when we were really good, you know, from that from that you know 2012 2013 to uh, to 2018 period where we were where we were consistent contenders every year. Yeah. Um, and it's very relieving and very promising to know that you know going into this rebuild, you know, when we when we kind of very start when we are starting to be competitive again here in two, three, four years, however long it takes, um, you know, that, that it's going to be kind of that same situation, you know, goaltending is not going to be a problem for us, at least mm-hmm. right now it looks that way. So hope, I mean, hopefully it continues that way. I mean, God willing, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been really great to see, to see this from our, um, our young diamond goaltender prospect. Yep. Dostal is a beautiful specimen. Truth is the truth. <laughs> so I put this in the notes. Uh, do you guys have any New Year's resolutions we can uh, come up with for the Ducks? Um, yeah, I want Connor Bedard. <laughs> Connor Bedard. Um, yeah, let's maybe scale it back just a little bit to something more realistic in the present have, that could happen in the uh, next Jake, week or two. Uh, you see, so you see, Jake, we are currently sitting at uh, second to last in the league. <laughs> So right now that's looking pretty realistic. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding but, but I'm also not. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think crash the pond on their episode. They kind of, they kind of had something a little similar to this and I don't, I don't remember which one said it, whether it was Jake or Felix, but um, they kind of stood out for me, you know, let's get, let's get some juice in these, in these unrestricted free agents going here these next few months as we, as we approach the trade deadline. You know, let's yeah. get let's get John Klingberg, you know, up and firing a little bit. I know it's been in 
a shockingly poor stretch of him probably this last month. John Klingberg has just not looked good. Two, I would say two fault of his own. Little, I would, I would say two fault of his own and two fault of maybe the coaching staff and the system not really knowing how to use it properly. Um, but regardless, I'd say, yeah, you know, guys like Shattenkirk, guys like Klingberg, you know, guys that, I mean, even, even somebody like Derek Grant, you know, maybe, maybe we find a suitor for Derek Grant, you know, when, when he comes back and healthy, you know, maybe, maybe he puts, you know, a good, a good month, month and a half of performances in and we're able to get, you know, a, somewhat of a decent pick for him. I mean, I don't know what you could get for Derek Grant at the deadline, but then at the same time, you know, we got a third for Nick Delorier last deadline. So, I mean, God knows what could, and, I'd, and I think we'd yeah. all argue that Derek Grant is at least a little bit more useful than a Nick Delorier. So, um, how, else, how else is it going to yeah. come into my store, though? We can't trade him away. <laughs> Derek Grant? No. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. You lost customer. <laughs> How long was he in there for? Like two, three minutes. He was buying a roller puck, which was kind of weird. That's the only oh. thing he bought. That's the only thing he bought? Was a, a roller, roller puck. puck. And then he asked one of the guys why we don't have any of the ducks, like specific green biscuits. Huh. And he was kind of like wearing his hat down a little low. I mean, the only person that recognized him was me and a co-worker and that's just because they're ducks fans <laughs> it's just Derek like hey Grant. that guy has like that guy looks taller than a normal person and a little more muscular than the normal people that come in here and then he laughed and my co-worker is like dude the fucking he's like fourth line elite center was here <laughs> i'm like that can be anybody on the ducks right now yeah. he was like it was Derek grant i'm like Derek Grant, oh, cool. buying a roller puck, he's going to bring back the uh, Roller Hockey League. That's his next, that's the next journey after the Ducks. Wait, Elite, Elite, Elite Bottom Six Center was in your store? I thought, I thought, I thought Nathan Gauthier was at the, was at the World Juniors right now. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't aware he was in California. <laughs> if I had to say there's one resolution I think they should have, I think it's let the fucking kids play. Yeah, I was going to say have more fun. <laughs> just have fun, you know. They just seem like they're, they've been down in the dumps lately, obviously, because of the play. But hopefully they can play better and still maybe lose. But like I tweeted out before saying that, you know, they are allowed to, to win a few here and there. They're allowed to be happy. They're people. Can't lose them all. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lose them all. <laughs> You have anything you want to add, Lou? Any resolutions you think uh, the Quacks should should partake in past yeah, the new year? Yeah, um, get better music at Honda Center. <laughs> that's so funny. I was literally thinking that that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> because the last Richard games, they've just played terrible music. So please, at Anaheim Ducks, change your music. <laughs> staples center or what's it called crypto dot staples whatever I don't they know. play good music there uh, yeah i was like i mentioned earlier i was at the uh, i was at the uh the freeway face off last uh last tuesday night um and they uh crypto dot staples arena center has a, a really good uh a really great sound system it's loud they bump it and uh they uh they were playing some bangers so our pal, I like, I, like Honda, I like that Honda Center's kind of bumping it up, you know, making it really loud in there. But yeah, the yeah. Mu the music can be adjusted. I also feel like that they've 
well, they've when, been when playing just the same shit for like the past like five years too. When they're playing fucking TikTok audios in the arena, that's that's when you know you have a problem. Cause that was no. very jarring hearing the start of "All I Want for Christmas Is You" and then "Soldier Boy." Yeah, I was. I was like, wrong. what in the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> Our pal TikTok Felix says Oregon TikTok. music, Oregon music only, and I agree with that. I dis I disagree on organ music only. I'd rather I listen like, to that than the bullshit they play. I feel like I feel like if it was just organ music, Lou, especially for you, since you're there for all the home games, I feel like you would get tired of that extremely quickly. Of of just not really just organ music. <laughs> not no, really. I'd rather I'd, I'd rather listen to the organist player uh, Lindsay play music. I like I like when there's a balance. I like when there's a healthy balance of organ of organ and real music, or when they or when they kind of combine it and they play organ like versions of like real songs. You know what I mean? I still need to get to a game at the uh, the Staples Forum, powered by crypto. Have you not been there yet? (laughs) No, I was gonna go earlier this year. It's a lot different on the center. Yeah, I got a I got a they got a they got a Wetzel's pretzels in there. Do they? They got a Wetzel's pretzels in there. McDonald's yourself, too, yeah. Get yourself some pretzels. I don't. No, I don't. I think they took all the McDonald's out of there. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I didn't see any in there. That was like my fourth or fifth hockey game there. Okay. Um, and I hadn't. Um, I hadn't been since the COVID restart season. Um, so two years ago. Um, yeah. All the all the normal stuff was there. They have like a, this giant like shopping mall type candy store in there like literally like we're okay and, like fill up a bag with candy it's crazy that's it's so weird all right it's that's just different. It's, it's, a right lot, later. it's a lot different experience in honda center <laughs> yeah yeah did, did you, you answer lou's question what did you ride the escalator i did not know so my uncle got tickets from his work so we were we were down in the lower bowl but uh <laughs> yeah i did yeah shout out to our friend ryan um i did uh i did observe I observed the escalators. Nice. He pon- <laughs> he pondered at the escalator. Made sure Felix they were says, working. Uh, Felix Sicard in our chat. Uh, shout out Felix Sicard. Uh, he says Wetzel's pretzels better than hot dog on a stick. And I would one hundred percent. I would fully agree. Wetzel's 100%. pretzels and Auntie Anne's are just about just about as quality as you can get. Yeah, I would say. Borrows is the goat. Oh. Well, that's a Wetzel's, pizza place. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, just saying it's the goat. Sabaro is the highlight. Sabaro is the highlight of the <laughs> Vegas airport. <laughs> Anytime I'm there on a layover, I get me a slice of Sabaro. Well, that's a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Wetzel's though. Place is awesome. Instead, of, the phrase is now instead of the phrase being "we're comparing apples to oranges," the phrase is now "we're comparing pretzels to pizza." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, before... anyone in, within Wetzel's Pretzels is listening, send me a box. I think they have a, <laughs> Can we have please a... be sponsored by Wetzel's Pretzels? That'd be sick. Yes, please. <laughs> let's let's do that. They're please. next. Kodiak, we love you. Oh my we God. love you, Kodiak, for what you did. Wetzel's, you're yeah, up. Yeah, thank you. I don't think we ever mentioned that. No, we did. Yeah, we, we did. did. On the, yeah, we did on like Are all, you... all our social did media. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but wow. yeah, Wetzel's, you're on deck. Tell us your walk-up <laughs> song. Tell us your walk-up song because it's happening. Uh, on the topic of eating, uh, we have to get into the fact that uh, apparently Olin Zellweger scarfs down a lot of food, according yeah, to did, his uh, Team Canada every- teammates. Yeah, did everybody watch that uh, that that uh, video Team Canada pulled out? 
no, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, f- I forget what the prompt question was, but they they were asking all the all the team Canada players that are that are on the World Juniors roster. They were like, who's the like who's the biggest eater? Like who eats the most food? And literally every single one of them said Owen Zellweger. <laughs> said he's and I, like think, a... I think I think even I think even Connor Bedard specifically was like, Yeah, he just he just like is just always eating, going up for seconds, just always had like always has both cheeks full of food like all that kids does eat and they but said he was he like a chipmunk yeah like a chipmunk <laughs> but they all did say that he's built like a tank that he's jacked and i think i think connor bedard even said that he has like one of the best bodies that like he's seen like in hockey hot and this definitely this definitely may be like a total like over analyzation of like a stupid, <laughs> like a stupid media video but at his size you know he's what like five nine five ten yeah. At his size, being as heavy as he is, and with all that muscle and just being so jacked, and with his skating ability, <laughs> he's going to be fucking impossible to knock off the puck. Yeah. Like, that's just going to be an immovable object. That low center of gravity with all that weight, he's going to be a little bowling ball <laughs> scooting around the ice at a million miles an hour because he can fly. A little round sun. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your body. Jesus. Chris, what is going on with you? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't Let's know. get soapy. Show me your body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You good, bro? Savannah. Savannah <laughs> says you know. Savannah says swollen Zellweger. There you go. That's, That's a good one. That's a good one. Swollen. Uh, uh, swollen Zellweger. Uh I mean, I haven't really paid much attention to the first two days, but Canada being upset by uh Chetsia is definitely a uh, thing that, that made, happened. That, that made my night. I won't lie. Definitely caused quite the tizzy online. Uh, Connor Bedard you, uh, did try a Michigan in that game. There, which, there were two attempts, right? Connor, yeah. Bedard, Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli both tried a Michigan within the same minute. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like three, the two, the one and two uh, draft picks for this for this upcoming draft attempted a Michigan back to back. That's pretty. And That's the hockey exciting. community took it really well, as you can imagine. Oh, yep. yeah. No yeah. problems at all. Yeah, no. everybody, it was well-received by everybody. Everybody enjoyed it. Everyone yeah. stood and clapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the World Juniors, man. It's, it's so fun. I can't even I'm, – I'm upset. I can't watch because it's only on NHL Network. So until they figure that out – I've just been pulling gonna, it up on stream. Yeah. I mean, they I'm said, off to, I mean, I've, they said I'm simply – so I can, I can watch during the day. <laughs> They said simply cope and seethe, CJK. Yep. Specifically me. Okay. We got to kind of got to roll along here because we, yeah, sorry. We have trudged <laughs> through a lot of ducks. <laughs> well, we did uh, this like two weeks. So, I mean, true. Fair. True. Okay. Three stars. Ooh. Okay. I'll go. Oh, fuck. Um, I know who my one and two are. Who's going to be my third? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. If I had to say, um, if I had to say a three, shout out Justin Kirkland for his NHL debut. Second star, Mason McTavish. First star, Lucas Dostal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Jesus. McTavish number two for me as well. Lucas Dostal, first star for me as well. Third star, mm, I, I don't want to be boring and agree with somebody but i definitely agree with jake like i got nothing else to say there i feel like i feel like the one and two were just like completely obvious yeah um 
you know, it's hard to pick Zegers. You know, he's he's kind of going through a slow period right now. It's kind of hard to pick Terry. He's kind of he's kind of going through a slow period as well. Um, oh boy, oh boy, this is tough. I think with the um, two of them going through that little slow, this little kind of rut, it's. I feel like they're doing a little too much because that uh, Calgary I, that I mean, Calgary game, cool, but Terry was was pulling off some fancy stuff and some flashy stuff like he does. But I feel it's for the sake of like no one else is doing anything. Yeah, but like, can't really. Yes, but it's also. But then it's also like let's think about how many times that works too. True. You know, like it's gonna it's gonna stand out a little bit when he when it fails, obviously. But um, yeah. Oh, this is tough. Third star. I'll say Adam Henrique just for the heck of it. <laughs> just just cause. Just because. Just vibes. Lou yep. just said, that guy. That man. <laughs> yeah. He literally that just like, right there. he brought up the roster on his computer and just pointed. I want to shake that man's hand. <laughs> I want to shake your hand. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I, okay, I only have a first and second star. I only have two stars. <laughs> okay. So that, that brings us, fine. do we do we just do the blanket rest of the team as the lame duck or do you guys yeah, have re- I think so. do you guys have well, personal no, grievances no i'll week? give it especially, uh, John, especially John for this last, yeah yeah i agree with lou especially this for these last couple games it's absolutely john klingberg like it's just be john looked, klingberg. looked so so bad i think klingberg. in the la game he was responsible for at least three of the four goals potentially which, even the fourth as well which so game I'll, was it i'll give it to john a- klingberg which game was it where he took the penalty, came out of the box, and took another one? Was that him? Uh, Calgary. That was Calgary. That was, that was Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. John Klingberg. Okay. That, that was a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing really too much to look ahead for. We talked about, you know, we play the Knights tomorrow. We're on a super long homestand right now. So, like, we just played three home games. We just played two home games in a row. The next, like, seven Eight. are at home, too. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. It's a regular so, break. Tomorrow, Fred's homestand. On- Fred's on Friday, which is supposedly a throwback night. And it's um, not even at night. It's a Flyers. It's Flyers a 2 o'clock on game on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, it's weird. That's yeah, so why weird. are they playing at 2? There's going to be nine people at that game, and Lou hey, is going to be three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, Monday, they play Philadelphia. They might win there. I like how they play those early games, too, against the Preds, because their fans like to point out that we have uh, empty seats and Oh God! Our fans like to arrive late, hence our name. Uh, uh, he said, uh, he, he said it. He said it. <laughs> Holy crap, Lois! Were you watching <laughs> Family Guy on purpose the other day when you said that, Connor? Because I, I think you sent it in the group chat, and you were actively watching Family Guy in the background. <laughs> what? Yeah, you Someone, sent something. In the, yeah, you maybe sent it was. Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was buzzed on Christmas Eve, I think, so I put on. <laughs> Family Guy. Oh yeah, I remember I seeing saw that Peter now. in the background. <laughs> Peter. <sighs> is this what having a week off does to us? We're all over the fucking place tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm repping. Uh, you like my new hat? I'm repping. Uh, missing curfew, guys. There you go. Hey, you can't talk about that till later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. We're fine. <laughs> Shit, I I lost my train of thought there. Holy fuck. He's gone. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and subscribe.
It's not the internet this <laughs> time. We, it's uh, brain power. A little ad read now. Thank you, Lou. Thank you for getting me back on. You're track. welcome. At least I'm paying attention. Yeah, Chris, you want to uh, you want to let us know? Uh, you want to give a little brief break here? Let us know. Uh, Got on me for paying attention. Got a boy, Lou. <laughs> hey, Lou's first time paying attention. Let's go. <laughs> lose, a pl- yeah. lose a plus one. Give him some lap bucks. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hello? My my microphone just changed. Uh we're we're going off the rails quickly here All tonight. Right. Go ahead, do the ad read, Chris. We're we're vibing. All right. So if you'd like to continue to support us here at the Late Arrivals Podcast, our network inside the rink has an affiliate link for you to sign up for ESPN Plus. Visit inside the rink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. Signing up with the link helps not only us, but also the network hosting us and all of the shows within our network. It's a lot of fun over there. So go support all of their shows inside. Inside the rink has been great since we joined yeah. them. It's Yeah, they're great. They're on a lot of fun with everything. There's this content every single day. It's like nonstop. The only reason why there wasn't is because of Christmas, like the last couple of days. But other than that, it's like, yeah, everyone deserves a break. Yep. On Christmas. But yeah, make sure you're following them on social media as well. Inside the rink. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Lou, I don't know if you wanted to share their uh, their handles and maybe uh, the yeah, hold on. The ESPN. Yeah, maybe the ESPN link as well. Gotta go on the Google to find it. But yeah, make sure you're following us as well at Late Arrivals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's where we're mainly doing our stuff. Um, if you if you want to subscribe to us on Twitch too, I mean that's very do that thing. Too. Yeah, if you're listening, we, got, we you have don't we have us. new emotes now. If Jake wants to pop them in the chat, yeah. If you oh. don't follow us on uh, on on Twitch, go do that. Maybe subscribe. Little late Christmas gift, you know. You can subscribe to us, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> if you know if you if you like our uh, content as well. Um, Leave us a rating. Wait, what am I sharing? Oh no, um the the ESPN link, the inside the rink ESPN link, and the uh, inside the rink Twitter at and Instagram. Okay, that's it. Smooth said, oh, no. "Please clap, please clap." But yeah, uh, make sure you leave us a rating and review as well on your podcast platforms if you enjoy us. That helps us out a lot, more than you probably think. So just go do that really quick. We appreciate you as well as always for that. Well, transitioning into some other things that happened this week, we had Ovechkin passing Gordie Howe for sole possession of second all-time with a two-goal game to tie and pass, which was... uh, pretty fun to watch um it did get kind of annoying admittedly the whole game they were showing the highlights of his first goal uh even though it happened in the first period yeah um but it was cool to see him pass it especially at home yeah that was really cool and i i it's weird that people got on him for passing gordy Howe because the goal that helped him pass him was an empty net goal 
So everyone was losing their mind over that. It's like, it's, it's, it's a goal, man. It counts. Care, bro. He's got 801, 802 goals. Who cares? Yeah. And I, I <laughs> guess, I guess, I guess Gretzky didn't score any empty net goals in his career. I don't think they pulled the goalie back then. I guess. I don't know. Empty nets simply did not exist. Nah. Weirdos. Yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope he does it. I hope he Me breaks too. It's an almost, it's a near impossible feat that is very within reach for us to see somebody break. Here yeah, in our lifetime, awesome. watching hockey. I hope, especially, I hope it happens. Especially I love in this Ove- modern I love era. Ovechkin too. So I would, I would love to see him do that and become, and become the all-time leading goal scorer. Nobody, yeah. nobody's ever touching the points record. That's not something that's <laughs> going to be achievable. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's going to be a. It's going to be fun to watch him to watch him chase it. You know, here these next few seasons and. He just he just kind of seems like that guy that's just not gonna fucking quit until until he <laughs> until he does it or gets close. So yeah, I'm a, I'm excited to see to see how quick he can get there. I mean, telling your GM that you're not rebuilding until he hits it's pretty pretty good indicator that yeah, he's and a... like yeah, and that kind of he he's probably like one of the only people in the league that can get away with with yeah. telling <laughs> the GM that dude. So like, hey, I call the shots here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Butchergrass has him passing Gretzky. I think he said his last year of his contract, which is 25-26. If I'm remembering his tweet right, do you guys think mm-hmm. he does it sooner? Or are we thinking that's that's realistic? 25-26. His contract is until 25-26? Yeah. So, so that means see, he finishes up this year. That's three more seasons. Not including this one. That's three more seasons? Or yeah. four? Three? Because you have 23, 24, 24, 25, 25, 26. And he's got to hit 90s. He's got to get – so he's at 802 right now. He's got to tie at 894, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 92 goals. So that's – 93 to take it. 30 goals over the next – 30 goals each season over the next three seasons? Mm, I don't know. I feel like he's going to get it sooner. I don't know why. Like he still has the rest of this year to go, and he's at 22. Say he gets 20 more this season. I'm just going to be safe and say he needs one more year. So four years, he signs a one-year deal after that 25-26 and then then retires. That's my – I'm just playing it safe, though. That'll be my guess. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like he does it sooner just because he's not so much on, like, a torrent pace this year. He is getting a lot of empty netters here and there, which again they count. Like it's <laughs> still a goal, um, but he had he had fifty goals last year. Like the man he, could easily do it. He should at least get to like at least thirty five. I would say this year he's at twenty two already. So, oh Savannah in the chat says could be something, could be nothing, but I spy a Colton White on the Ducks roster. Oh, okay. So Sav, Sav bomb. Nathan Boyu out of the picture. That tells me he is a healthy scratch for tomorrow night. Where <laughs> <laughs> we go, eleven seven. Hey, that'll be fun. Shoot me. Uh, <laughs> Shoot me. <laughs> shout out the the JD uh, the JD copter for for catching that. The JD yeah. copter. <laughs> So Ovechkin, 25-26, that was what Puchigross said, right? Yeah. So I'll, say far, a season, I'll say a season earlier than that. So I'll say the 
the 24 25 season yeah i think i think he does it in that season or like i said he 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 just needs like a couple games in that following season but mm-hmm. to be fair to bucci's credit he has predicted that tweet has predicted pretty much everything right up until that last that last mm-hmm. one okay oh. so he's the man bucci knows puck So uh, we had another milestone, uh, everybody's favorite captain, Connor McDavid, first player to hit 30 goals, and he sits on top of the league with 66 points. He has a whole 10 points ahead of the person in number two, who just so happens to be his teammate <laughs> and sometimes line mate, Leon Dreisaitl. Just ridiculous, man. Crazy. Yeah, like this isn't even anything, like it's kind of like Mike Trout, like kind of kind of in his prime when he, when he was kind of doing what he's doing, like just seemingly every other week he was he was you know passing a record or just doing something impossible and it's just now now kind of just with Connor mcdavid it's now kind of just becoming like yeah like yeah this is a regular occurrence yeah he might come close to the point record he has a shitload of points already as uh a 20 what yeah he already has like six year old he has like 700 and he already has 770 points or something 63 763 ballpark 763 yeah in 522 in games in what like six seasons how many games yeah. seven five 522 games that's it that's fucking insane what is that like three <laughs> points a game two points a game <laughs> it's a lot of points let's just let's just keep it easy here that is a lot of points yep 66 this year in 35 games he's just gross and it's just funny how the, the the top two, like you said, are McDavid and Drysaddle. They're both on the Oilers, and the Oilers just and there's a still a <laughs> double digit gap between the two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it did make me sad looking at this stat because you scroll down the NHL page with it, and plus minus leader leading the league is a uh, Hampus Lindholm. Mm. Wonder wonder how that guy's doing. <laughs> Must well, be nice. If only we cared about plus minus, right? <laughs> Say no to plus minus. It's almost like you're a better player when you play on a good team. It's crazy how that works. It's a very foreign concept. What is winning? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gary Bettman wants to play more games <laughs> for some reason. Um, the idea of an 84 game season was tossed up in the air and was shit on like it should be because yeah just what we need a longer grueling hockey season even if it's by two games but the basis of it is to promote more rivalries which you know i I guess we're we're gonna miss out on that you know tuesday night bloodbath of the ducks flyers and you know ducks ducks blue jackets on a saturday night but i guess in an effort to watch us get killed by the the knights more often you know yeah, because that's such a big rivalry these days. Gotta gotta add two games to the schedule to to just throw everything out of whack. I'm fine with 82 the way it's been, but if yeah. anything, they should be cutting games, not adding. I think 82 is perfect. I don't think they need it is. to add. 82 is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just fine. I think it's just fine how it is. Yeah, I just don't understand what the reasoning behind it is because it's a very. It's not even like it's a. Oh, you get five more games, ten more games. It's just two more games yeah like, no, like at that go point big, go big you know what i mean like yeah yeah if you're gonna expand and make it a longer season like 
bump it up to 85 bump it up to 90 like yeah. do it in an increment that makes sense like 84 is just weird like i get it's even you want to play the same amount of games at home and on the road but like and do you know what that would do for games against like the opposite conference because if that's going to take away like the sabers coming here once a year if that's going to be like oh this year they're going to play sabers and coyotes are only going to play once and it's in buffalo yeah next year they're only going to play once but it's in arizona and do that like that because that would be lame like i'd be very much against that yeah it just seems like an idea of just hey how can we do something you know people just want to see you know fucking rangers penguins for the 19th time this year on on espn like yeah I get that they're trying to look at it from a marketing perspective of, oh, we can get more Battle of Alberta games. We can get, you know, more Devils Rangers or like, you know, name name the two teams, like insert team name here and yeah. create some bullshit rivalry. And I, I, I get it. They want TV ratings, but like, I don't know. It just seems like the league Good is kind of... to the next topic. <laughs> just seems like the NHL just doing random bullshit for the sake of it. Yep, just because they can. Just like how they talked about, um, I forgot who said it, but nothing's like guaranteed or anything. But they talked about maybe even expanding, um, to uh, thirty thirty four teams. Did you see that? I'm I, not a fan of that. I think I I'm think not 30, either. I think thirty two is just fine. There, there it needs is, to be man. no more additions. Yeah. I think 32 is perfect. Yeah. I don't want any any extra teams added. If yeah. you move somebody, sure. That's because I saw but... I saw like the main thing for 34 would be like Houston and then Toronto getting a second team, which is just no, oh, come on. No, like no. Just, <laughs> gonna just, do, do like just Houston and Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Mm. They have a cool arena. No, no new teams. No. Yeah, yeah, I agree though. Yeah, no. I agree though. I just no. Thirty-two. is plenty. And they also talked about not doing the play-in round again for the playoffs, which again, rightfully got shit on. Yeah. yeah. No, not every year. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't like how basketball does that now. Yeah, that's play-in. weird. That's weird. Once, but, once yeah. during the pandemic was enough because it made the postseason more memorable with yeah. all the things going on in the world but i i don't think it's it's needed it it's served its not. purpose it you know if the league's back on track and operating as normal let's let's just keep it how it was yeah and if they're gonna do anything to change the playoffs um i was listening to uh too many men podcast and they brought it up and i totally agree that if you're gonna change um anything with the playoffs it's uh, how about we do the seating over again and have one play eight instead of these stupid like wild card things, you know what I mean? Like you could still maybe do a wild card, but I want to see one versus eight again and not, I don't know. They, they try to get like these, these, these division rivalries in the first round. I just think it's stupid. Cause I, what was it like a couple of years ago? It was like, um, not a couple of years ago. It was probably, it was last year. It wasn't it Leafs lightning in the first round. That shouldn't be a first round matchup. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's annoying. I, that's, I just, that's like an Eastern Conference final matchup yeah, you want to see. Easily. Like that's a that's too big of a series for it to be just the first round. Like that that should be 
you know, that, like you said, that should be a conference final or something. So right. Or like, or like, or like last year when we had, when we had Toronto and Tampa in the first round. Yeah. That's what What he just said. Oh shit. I I, (laughs) silly goose. (laughs) Silly little goose. Oops. (laughs) Sorry. So yes, what you were talking about, but like this. So I heard you say it, but I'm going to say it again. It's going to have more meaning behind me. <laughs> no, but if anything, if anything, they should just they should uh, go back to the one versus eight stuff. That would make me jolly. Yeah, I agree. But for agree. the league that doesn't like making sense, they're continuing to not make sense. So it's on brand, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we were talking about ratings and bullshit rivalries uh so we have to talk about our lap game of the week that we are going to unanimously decide is the winter classic since that is coming up yep i decide that uh doesn't matter (laughs) okay no vote this week (laughs) no vote this no vote this week kids sorry but we have the boston bruins hosting the pittsburgh penguins at fenway park which I How many least, times have they been at Fenway? At least twice. This might be the this third is time. The second or third? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't mind the venue. I just wish it was different teams. Like I, even if it was still Boston hosting, like I feel like it makes sense to have them at least where they're at now, just because mm-hmm. of how good they've been this year. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it's gonna be a very one-sided game because i mean the penguins aren't bad this year but no they're not too bad the the bruins are just killing it right now so yeah. it's like how do we like the uniforms the jerseys the t- the tarps sweaters how do Thank we like you. it <laughs> i'm a fan of the boston ones but i really haven't seen the pittsburgh ones honestly so just i can't has a, just has a big p on it the letter p it goes back to like gonna, when they were the i thought you were gonna the, say something else <laughs> No, it uh it goes back to when they were the Pirates. Long that, time ago. It's it's a boring jersey. I'm not a fan. I, I do like the Bruins jersey though. Jersey. I feel like they should just reuse Winter Classic jerseys, honestly. Like if you yeah. did it right the first time, like just wear the baby blues. Yeah. I mean just wear the reverse retros for that game. Yeah. Or like Jake said, baby blue and put the Robo Penguin on a baby blue. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't look like the Stadium Series jerseys, yeah. that's that's always my big thing. Is I feel like somehow they get the Winter Classic jerseys right, but then the Stadium Series are like they went on ESHL and were just like, "Hey, yeah. I did this in ten seconds and I slapped my favorite team's logo on it." Yeah, it's because <laughs> it's supposed to be like a look towards the future or something. Like it's supposed to be like a futuristic look, and the numbers are always like huge. Like out of all of the stadium yeah, just, series it just, games, it just, it just never hits. Like, it, yeah, it's never good. <laughs> out of all of the recent ones, I'd say at least the I liked the Abs Kings one. Yeah, the that Kings, wasn't bad. The Kings jerseys weren't terrible. The Abs kind of took some time. They were too was big. Still... The logos were too big. Yeah. yeah, but like they do that on purpose. Like they have to do them so that you can kind of make out what the uniform is you know mm-hmm. if you're sitting all the way up yeah. but i feel at least with those like they had 
somewhat of a good idea and just maybe the execution wasn't the best because it is kind of hard with certain teams colors and stuff but like Mm -hmm. i don't know like the the pittsburgh flyer like flyers ones from a couple seasons ago were horrid the sharks one wasn't bad when the sharks the the sharks kings were okay hell even the ducks kings ones were pretty decent no i hate i hate the ducks ones i knew Lou was gonna say i I like i just like the orange those are those are terrible that year they were, the NHL, they, were, they were pretty bad they that were pretty year the nhl was all like all like why is with... the logo like scratched that makes it's zero so... sense well yeah because like that that was the year the nhl decided to be like hey our stadium series games all the logos are going to be chrome and i have no idea why but they were all chrome and that's why like a, the chrome <laughs> d logo on an orange jersey did look weird for sure um, I did enjoy the orange, and I did enjoy Hiller's uh, setup with the the matte orange like mask with the orange jersey, the orange pads, the whole thing. It was I actually enjoyed that, but it was whatever. I was there, so it didn't matter what they looked like. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know. I I feel like uh, Annie asked us a, a winter classic specific question uh, that we'll get to in a sec here, but. I just, I don't know. I kind of feel like we need new teams, but they're not going to give, you know, the Blue Jackets and the Coyotes a winter classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like we got lucky getting Stars Preds. That was a cool one. That um, was actually really cool. Yeah, I for as, as shitty as I thought the Nashville ones were at the time, mm-hmm. they're definitely some of the better ones in recent memory. Those Dallas yeah. ones, I think, by far are my favorite from the last couple of years. The Dallas ones? Yeah. But I don't know. It go, again, it goes back to, I feel like, at least with the Winter Classic, there's a little bit of effort that's put in. Because yeah, they do like try the history. and... Yeah, they do try and make it look like old school or retro, yeah. at least to an extent. But, yeah. Next year will be Blackhawks, uh, Bruins, a uh, you know, Wrigley Field again or some bullshit. Yeah. And we having the same discussion of, oh, well, you know, they could just do this instead. And mm-hmm. why are they and, doing these two teams again? But, and I understand, like, the Winter Classic, like, it's made for TV ratings. Like, they want the ratings. So they're going to get these big teams that have the bigger fan bases. But why, what, what's the deal with not having any Canadian teams? Like we get well, that they, they do the, the heritage, heritage classic. Yeah, but even that's not even like every year. It's been kind of on and off. I think it's back this year. I think the Oilers have it or something, right? You're asking this a season. lot of them, Chris. There's so much time they have to spend marketing. Austin Matthews in a winter classic. Come on. Can't be like, let's wait for him to be on a, a US based team to put him in a uh, winter classic game. Let's Where else Sabres are we going to hear dog. about Sidney Crosby, though? Come on, Chris. I know. I know. You're, you're, you're overthinking this. <laughs> <laughs> i agree like at least if you're not gonna do a heritage classic every year throw a canadian team in there yeah because you'll get those ratings no matter the canadian team with maybe the exception of the jets yeah and even then i feel like as long as you paired the jets with the right team you would get good ratings if you did yeah, a fucking like minnesota Minnesota, yeah. Dallas, hell, even Nashville. Like, you know, they've played some playoff series re- recently. Like, it'd be an entertaining game to watch 
you know, even if the teams aren't great, but like, yeah, just fucking change it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's your predictions for the winter classic this year? I'll write them down. See who gets close. Uh, Bruins win four to one, uh, four, two. Okay. I'm going to say Bruins win five, three. I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> I don't choose care. A, choose a score, Lewis. Uh, five four Bruins. I don't know. I well, I'm gonna. You said five four. Okay, I'm gonna prevent the Bruins sweep to be different. I'll say Penguins. Penguins three two in overtime. Boom! Get you being. Being unique and going off the cuff. Well, it is our favorite time of the episode, getting into our topics uh, and our questions. Our uh, JD topic this week. Assuming we draft him, what sort of impact would Connor Bedard have on the Ducks? And should we expect it to be immediate? Or do we think it'll take some time before we see him help this team? Well, I think I think the thing that needs to be addressed first regarding that question is the expectations on exactly how much Bedard is going to mean to this team if we do get him. I saw a lot of people like kind of sarcastically ask over the past couple months, you know, kind of, you know, do it in like a, you know, in like a glass half in a glass half empty way. They're like, well, what are we going to do when like what are we going to complain about when Connor Bedard doesn't magically solve all of our team's issues? Like I can guarantee you, nobody thinks that Connor Bedard, well, nobody should assume that us <laughs> winning the lottery this year and, dra- and drafting Connor Bedard immediately solves all of our issues mm-hmm. and everything is fine. Now drafting a generational talent like Connor Bedard accelerates things. Sure. Mm-hmm. helps things sure it becomes a massive piece to this puzzle of building a competitive team that we are trying to build now instant impact i mean that's a little tougher to gauge how much it'll impact instantly you know we we don't know exactly where he would play on the roster um next year we don't know what that roster is going to look like next year that's mm-hmm. a little harder harder to predict um individually I mean, probably individually, right away what what do you mean like his impact by himself, what he can do out there would probably be right away. But as like a team effort, like as the team. Yeah. Like- yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, a, it's, it. Yes, I agree. It would be his impact would be right away. How much it would be mm-hmm. it, it is where it, it becomes a little bit harder to predict just because, you know, we don't know what the team's going to look like next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, guys, he's, he's getting the generational, the generational label for a reason like and it can you know it 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 it's a bit popular to overthink it when it comes to these generational talents because i think everybody always wants to be like yeah well like they never want to fully buy in that they're actually that good right away yeah um but i mean he's he's getting he's getting this label for a reason like we don't slap the generational label on every consensus first overall pick every single year like that's not what happens like his impact is going to be his impact is going to be immediate it's not going to solve all of our issues by no No. means is that what's going to happen 
but it becomes a massive help and a massive piece to the puzzle. It where doesn't gonna, hurt where to have going. guys that can score. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is he, you know, are we just going to run three incredibly strong centers down the middle and just run Zegers, McTavish, Bedard? Are we going to move one of them to the wing? I don't know. That's what we'd have to find out next year if we are in this situation. And then you can yeah. kind of make better guesses as to what's going to happen. But the good thing I mean, is either way, this do... team, either way, this team just becomes incredibly scary offensively yeah. i think and if we happen to draft him you got to remember mm-hmm. that he should be coming to the team with a brand new coach yes i i think and we can all agree a, that it will yeah. not be dallas akins coaching <laughs> in his first season which is good that alone is a very good thing that alone is good news <laughs> yeah. and a good step you know it's mm-hmm. a step in the right direction right there just just the thought of that i agree yeah, but, adding, yeah, adding adding that sort of firepower to this team is gonna be is gonna be noticed right away. <laughs> it's um, funny. It's it's funny because like a lot of people that say, oh, you know, they kind of question the whole generational talent tag that he's getting. They're all like fans of a team that is not gonna be drafting him. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's always like the top teams, like especially well, I don't know how Leafs fans are on it, but it just seems like, you know fans of good teams are like eh, they always seem to question that stuff because you know they're not in the running nobody cares about you mm-hmm. this is only about the ducks everything's about the ducks <laughs> we're a negative 60 goal differential let us have this <laughs> i know right mm-hmm. we'll get all excited and the blackhawks will we'll end up winning it mm-hmm. yeah well that yeah, does so- kind of segue into what hockey 365 asked us this week and uh you kind of touched on it connor um and he was just asking if we buy into the uh, labels of a franchise or a generational level talent down the line. And I think you hit it on, you know, you hit the nail on the head perfectly of like, there, there's a reason he's being built up as this, you know, world beating player. Like there's no if ands, or buts if he's going to be good. It's, yeah. I mean, obviously as long as you develop players the right way and you utilize them properly, you get the most out of them. Yeah. Um, I feel my, my only thing uh, with this question is I kind of feel like it, de- it really also kind of depends on the team mm-hmm. um, because not that I feel like, you know, if you took one guy somewhere else and, yeah, you know, say you take like a Kale McCarr and put him on another team, like, is it safe to say Makar is a generational talent? Would you guys I would say, say so? I yeah. would say so, yes, but you know, he has turned into that. You know, we got to remember at the time he was not seen as that. He went fourth overall. Yeah. yeah. And what was considered like not the strongest draft in the world, like I didn't, uh, who went? Nico Heischer went first overall in that oh, draft, yeah. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Because um, that was what, 2017? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, and and no knocks on Nico Heischer, but you know, I Swiss King. Yeah. The two drafts that came before that one were certainly okay. Uh, yeah, like with McDavid uh, and Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> Matthews. My thing is like I I I have no problems with people with people using um the generational talent label because I think I think so far, at least in this in the past, you know, 10 years or so it's been used appropriately. Like it's not, like I touched on earlier, it's not like we just say every first overall pick every single year is a generational talent because they're a first overall pick. Like let's, like let's run, let's run down the list here of, okay, let's start with, let's start with the McDavid draft. 
the Connor McDavid draft 2015. It was McDavid and Eichel. That was seen as a generational a generational pick between the two. It was who's going to go first, Eichel or McDavid, two generational talents. I would say that has played out. And those are and the, those players have both lived up to, I think, what people thought they were going to be. So I, yeah. I would say it was used properly there. Mm-hmm. That next year with Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews was seen as a generational talent. There was a bit of a debate between him and Patrick Laine. I think it was a little bit less than the debate between McDavid um, and Eichel. But, you know, I think the generational talent for Austin Matthews was used properly there. Yes. It was not, Nico Heischer was not labeled a, a generational talent. So 2017 is fine. Rasmus Dahlin was not labeled a generational talent. That's fine. Jack Hughes was not labeled a generational talent in 2019. Alexis Lafreniere, mm-hmm. 2020, not labeled a generational talent. And I wouldn't say Owen Power or Uri Slavkovsky were, were named generational talents either. So um, I, I I think at least so far, and then and then even you know, going back to the to the to the you know, the 10 years before the McDavid draft in 2015, you can look back and you can kind of pinpoint um, you know, that it, you know, the 2008, 2009 draft where we had where we had Stamkos and Tavares go first overall in back-to-back years, you know, those were probably the generational talent drafts before McDavid. So I think, I think at least for me personally, I think the label is used sparingly. And I think, and I think when it's, that used, sense, it's used, it's properly. It's used properly. Like, yeah. like, look, you know, people can gripe about scouting and gripe about hockey scouts and gripe again gripe against team decision making no matter what but when players of that caliber are just that good it's incredibly obvious that it's going to translate into the nhl and it's going to translate very well like i cannot name a player like everyone talks about nail yakupov but he i wouldn't i wouldn't say anybody called him a generational talent he just went first overall and was a bust yeah Yeah. i don't remember him being labeled that at all yeah, I if I recall correctly, he was not called a generational talent. So, I mean, yeah, I have no gripes with it because I think it's used properly. If it was now just if everybody was just starting to throw generational talent onto every first overall pick, then yeah, sure, that's different. But I think it's yeah. used, it's used appropriately. I agree. In my opinion. You have any thoughts, Lou? No, he's only thinking of Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, I think you're muted, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> hey, he's back. <laughs> yeah. But the okay. good thing is, and I will say, just you know, touching on Connor Bedard and and you know him being a generational talent, just so Ducks fans feel a little bit better. And of course, we'll touch on it a lot as the draft gets near, as the end of the season gets nearer, um, as the lottery gets nearer. Yes, of course, the ultimate goal for the Ducks this year. Is probably Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. For every team at the bottom, it, it, it the <laughs> ultimate goal is to win the lottery and draft Connor Bedard. But fortunately, we are in probably one of the strongest drafts since the Connor McDavid draft. Um, so I like to put it this way: if there's been any draft in the last seven, eight years to win the lottery, when you probably deserve to win the lottery, it's this one. Because you get Connor Bedard. Yeah. If there also, if there's any lottery to unfortunately lose the lottery and not get the first overall pick when you probably deserve it, fortunately, it is also this one. (laughs) 
because the two, three, four players below Connor Bedard are just so goddamn good. Yeah, of course it's gonna sting. If we if we finish last or you know, if we finish last or second to last or third to last, and you know, we don't win the lottery, we get the second or third or fourth overall pick. Yeah, that's gonna fucking suck. Mm-hmm. It's gonna blow. But it will quickly subside when you think about adding an Adam Fantilli, when you think about adding a Leo Carlson, when you think about adding, um, you know, a Matt Vemichkov, a, a, a Will Smith, a Zach Benson, and Andrew Crystal. You know, you just, these are guys that are just so good that all would have probably gone first overall um, if they were in last year's draft, like unanimously. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, of course, keep the focus on the Dard, but, but, just in preference and just to get Ducks fans ready. If we do indeed end up losing the lottery, unfortunately, it is not all doom and gloom. We're going to be fine. We're going to be getting an absolute fucking stud. All of these guys immediately become our number one prospect in our prospect pool. Not even close. So. Yeah. Well, that'll <laughs> we'll be just fine. Don't worry. It's a good transition into our questions for the week. Um, did you, you guys? Did do... you want to run? Did you want to run through Lou's thing really quick, or do you think we're kind of crunching well, here? Or I, can, I could I could do it real quick. I we can do, do we can do one. I can we'll do say two. one. We're about okay. we're about, Are we doing we doing a we doing a guess the team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're at about right. an hour twenty right now because we were okay. on Twitch about ten minutes about okay. ten minutes before. Okay, let's do it quick, Lou. All right. It's a lot of fun. So I'm naming off six players, and you need to guess the team and the and the, and the, the, yeah. the team and the season. Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. All right. All right. Hit us. Bill Gadsby, Ron Murphy, Bronco Horvath, Ivan Irwin, Gordon Bell, and Lorne Gump Worsley. Uh, all right, okay. I'm gonna say Montreal Canadiens, 1922. Say I'm gonna say Boston Bruins, like 1951. I kind of know when Gump Worsley played because Chip Gump. used to compare herself herself to him because of how small he was. Okay, I want to say he was a Ranger. In what year? And I I want to say like 19. I'm going to say 1921. Rangers, 1955, 56. Wow. Oh, Jake was off. close with the team. I was close with the year. Okay. All right. Wow. I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do one more. Let's right, do more. a little right. bit easier than yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Worsley from yeah, yeah. the Lose naming, naming cartoon characters. Right? Yeah, man. Like, I heard Bronco and I was about to walk away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these aren't people. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Sergey Fedorov. Oh, Manny, Manny Maholtra, mm-hmm. Adam Foot, Mike Rupp, Jeff Sanderson, and Ben Simon. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, yeah. 2000, it's for, it's for 2000, sure, Blue Jackets. 2005, 2006. Boom Blue. goes the dynamite. Connor got it. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> right when he <laughs> said go. Blue Jackets, I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Don't <laughs> test me on one of my favorite players of all time. Okay, so do, do the last do the last one, Lou. Look all at right. Jake having right, fun. Yeah, now. I might as well do the last one. <laughs> wait, was that? Well, wait, we got I, that one fast, so yeah, might we as well. Good. Wait, am I, am, am, I, am I the first one to get it, like, on the money? Yeah. I Let's go. So. Yeah. And Connor, yeah. Connor, Connor has two points. Jake has one. Chris, you need to catch up. Yeah, you don't have to say how many points I have. Okay. Dixon Ward, Curtis Brown, 
Wayne Primo, Stu Barnes, Rob Ray, and Jason Holland. Buffalo Sabres. Um, Buffalo Sabres. Ah. 97-98. I'm going to say Sabres 98-99. Connor? Well, I trust Chris on Sabres. <laughs> say Buffalo Sabres. I'm going to do the prices right. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> 2000 to 2001. Chris got it exactly right. 98-99. I'm still on top, though. Right? So, yeah, Connor has three. And then Jake have... and Chris are tied for two. <laughs> so Connor wins this round. <laughs> I got the last one. I had fun. Let's go, oh, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Savannah in the chat said none of these people are real. <laughs> no, they weren't, dude. <laughs> I was I, all happy saw... until Lou said the first name, and I was like, all right. When I Maybe saw we Bronco it. Corvus, I was like, yeah, 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 that's a name I need to say. Bronco. Um, okay. Bronco. Now we can get into our questions. <laughs> so I need you guys to open Discord and go to the podcast questions real fast because this okay. is a visual. Okay. All right. But Faith or F Seal from the Discord, she asks us if you had to pick a player, who sent the Dilf mugs to the Terries? Uh Ooh. And for those ooh. of you listening, the post we are referencing was a post from Troy Terry's wife. And it says, These came in the mail with no name. Please reveal yourself and then explain why there's no MILF mug. And it is two coffee mugs that say DILF established 2023. Uh, I'm going to say Shattenkirk or Jones. That's, yeah, oh, wow. Gonna, that's exactly what I was <laughs> going to exactly, say. I was going to say Kevin Shattenkirk or like one of, the, one of the older people on the team. I don't know why like an older person would send that. But... <laughs> This has very Trevor Zegers vibes to it. It kind of does. I'm going to go yeah. off the cuff and say it was Jamie. Jamie? Okay. Do we even do we have an answer at all or no? I don't know if we ever got an answer because this was a question from before, uh, after last episode. Oh, okay. But it is fun speculating because at least if they're not having fun on the ice, they're doing shit like this. It's pretty, yeah. pretty hilarious. I think, that, I think that's definitely Shaddy who did that. I definitely feel like it being an older player is probably the uh, the safer choice, but mm-hmm. it does have Savannah, very... Savannah said, are we sure Jamie knows what DILF means? <laughs> Can he read? That's a good question. That is a good question. Same with Trevor. <laughs> I mean, he apparently can't drive cars. So. No, and he can't wear shoes either. He probably can't tie his shoes. I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, that video they showed like a couple weeks ago of him just walking barefoot. He's walking kinda, barefoot everywhere, dude. He's, it was mount- he, he's a mountain. He's kind of skeeving me out. Yeah, he's Man, a mountain person. Just has the grippers on it every every turn. <laughs> so our next question comes from Olivia. I saw her in the chat earlier. She asked what our favorite Christmas gift was. Now you can speak on it, Chris. Uh I got a PS5. So I'm living yeah. over here. Nice. It's between it's between the it? PS it's between uh between the PS5 and I was gifted a Ducks Reverse Retro from my wonderful friends Caleb and Olivia. Nice. Shout out nice. to them in Albuquerque. What games did you get? 
I know you told me, but uh, NHL, Madden, and then this um this like Chernobyl game. Ooh, Met- Metro, right? It's like Chernobyl Light. It's called. I don't know. It's 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 kind of creepy. I've already had like two jump scares. <laughs> did you uh, did you get a player on your reverse retro or no? No, nah, it's just blank. So I got. Oh, I, I also got. I also got a reverse retro. Uh, a uh, a Trevor Zegers reverse retro. So that was probably. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that or my brand new air fryer that I got. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. On the on the air fryer committee now. So that's actually so, awesome. I'm gonna heat up. I'm gonna do some. Uh, I set it up tonight before I got on, and so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some uh, Trader Joe's uh, hash brown cakes in there tomorrow morning. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna test it out. Do some uh, do some avocado toast, but with the with the hash browns. Damn. What He's about you? Up. Um, I'm trying to remember what I all got. I got mm-hmm. a um. I collect like Monopoly games, mm-hmm. like just like special edition ones, and I got a Super Mario one. Oh That's nice! Cool. That's cool. How many do you have now? Probably close to 50. Oh, nice. I, I have a lot. That's, <laughs> that's cool, though. It's always cool to like, collect something. I got like a bunch of socks and stuff. I'm to the nice. age where I just want clothes. <laughs> and I know I, oh, I got a big ass box of eyeglass wipes. Nice. That's probably my, that's my guest's favorite <laughs> gift. Because <laughs> I, I clean my glasses like five times a day. Yeah. Oh, you really are old man Lou. I love it. <laughs> sure and to just start sending Lewis uh the penny saver. Get up some crossword puzzles. I'm just gonna send you socks. Puzzles. I'm just gonna send you one sock a month. I wanna ask for crossword puzzles next year. That's a good idea. <laughs> Already planting the seeds. If you're listening, Lou's parents, get him some uh some crossword puzzles. Love a good crossword puzzle. What about you, Jake? Uh, for sure, the Bills jacket Heather got me, but I already that was knew. Pretty. I already knew about that, so it was just a matter of waiting till Christmas to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad did surprise me with a vinyl he got me. It was a a live album from Gojira. I'm very oh, excited nice. to listen oh, to sweet. it. Sweet, hell yeah, nice, nice. Is that the whale band? Yes, it the is. In f- fact, the, the French, whale band, the French whale band. <laughs> which uh, which album? It's live from, let's see, I have the... Oh, is it the Bordeaux? Yeah. Live from Bordeaux? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, no, live from Brixton Academy. So it's a show Ooh. show from March, March 29th, 2013. Oh, and it is a lot cool. of, well, I mean, a lot of their newer stuff that I got into them on it wasn't out yet, didn't exist. So it's a lot of first you know first couple albums which were all bangers so is exciting um because Ouroboros is on there and that's one of my favorite songs and there is a drum solo on one of the vinyls so Mario should be du- in- interesting to listen to nice Mario Duplantier is a is a beast <clears throat> yeah other than that I mean uh, now that we all have reverse retros I feel like next episode we have to wear them yes should we should we all wear them we should all right, we'll do but that. Let's go to the game on Friday. Yeah, Chris, drive down. Yeah, yeah. Plan, Chris. plan this in the group chat where I can ignore it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Put not Arizona chat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Our next question comes from Alex on Twitter, and he asks, am I the only one that is attending just the giveaway games now? I feel like that's what Lou is doing. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Lou just wants to go to get the, the giveaway and leave. Didn't you do that the one night? I mean, it, that wasn't like the main thing, but because you, you had like to get up early in the morning, but you kind of did it, didn't you? When was the Nutquacker? Last week. Literally was the last game. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was literally the game before Christmas. Yeah, I left after the first period. Yeah. Well, I mean, Savannah just said said that's what she does now. So there you go. We're kind of at that part in a rebuild season where (laughs) it's kind of rough. But I wanted to stay, but I had to leave. (laughs) I mean, it definitely isn't a bad way to go about it. Because you at least get your you get your giveaway, and if they're yeah. bad, you just leave. Yep. Traffic's not going to be bad. Get a little go gift. To, go to Lazy yeah. Dog. <laughs> there you go. Shout out I Lazy see Dog. Randy Carlisle there. <laughs> Our next question comes from Dalton. He asks, "Is being addicted to ducks hockey bad for one's health?" No. No. no I don't think, I think so. you just. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hemorrhage all of your happiness on whether a rebuilding team loses night in and night out but i mean that'd be my only advice but <laughs> it depends on the year <laughs> honestly I, would... I think it's worse for you when they're when they're a really good team and they're supposed to be good and then they just play like crap but when it's seasons like this i think i mean you could be upset and stuff but i i feel like it's all just chill vibes and you just enjoy the season as it comes because there's a, nothing on the line here yeah we're all forgetting how stressful being a contending team is it's great but yeah it's it's stressful you know what team's bad for your health the las vegas raiders (laughs) (laughs) if you if you if you want to watch them i suggest just like doing heroin or something jesus no we don't condone don't do (laughs) drugs don't do drugs instead please do not do heroin i'm just saying (laughs) instead if you want to give up on the raiders become a bills fan go bills Baker Mayfield is is the truth. (laughs) Um, I will say I'm kind of in the same boat. I definitely like watching videos of, you know, Trevor and Jamie playing patty cake over stressing about why we're falling out of the race uh, Mm -hmm. late in the season. But yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll take bullshit that's going to make me smile over like, fuck, why are we losing games to teams we should beat because yeah there's there's pros and cons to both both sides here i'm gonna save ryan's for last even though i feel like it would you know what? no we'll do we'll do ryan's next because ryan's okay. kind of kind of fits in with what i just said okay but i always write down ryan's questions as he types them out just because i love the little riff that he just, like starts them on uh-huh. most of the time yeah. This one was tame, but he says the fans need this content. Because which player on the roster is the Ducks Meow Meow? What? The Ducks Meow Meow. What does that even mean? Yeah, what is do you know what that means? Like specifically Jamie Drysdale. I'll say I yeah, I was I was actually gonna say know. Drysdale I when I saw this earlier. Like, I have no idea. What does meow meow mean? Maybe Savannah can tell us in the chat because I don't even know how you go Can about we get a that. definition? <laughs> use it in a can you use piece? yeah can, can you use it in a sense can you give us the the meaning of it benoit when he doesn't suck did you guys have little guys or meow meows okay. 
So like that, little that clears it up for us. Thank you, Savannah. I'll say Drysdale. These are a meow meow, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I can't even say that without feeling weird. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not gonna rephrase the question. <laughs> is this is this something we should all at Cecilia about Savannah? <laughs> Oh, because God. I'm down to just have the four of us randomly. What, what did what did Jose right Marino say? What did Jose Marino say? I, I refuse to speak because it gets me in big trouble. That, that's why. If I if I if I if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, that, that, that's my that, that's my answer. Okay, Savannah has clarified. Yes, we should just ask Cecilia. She says, I cannot define Meow Meow without getting banned. So oh, Jesus Christ. This is definitely not safe for work on Twitch. So maybe I would like to keep our Twitch account. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't have even answered. God, I, don't, we, I don't know what I answered. But I from heroin to Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got two more to finish up here. Uh, Annie, okay. she asks us, what uh, ideal winter classic matchup and location would we like to see? Ducks Kings Angel Stadium. That'd be that'd be cool. I can see that happening as a stadium but series. It, I guess it would have to be a night game, huh? Yeah. I'm saying Sabres Leafs, like Chris Is mentioned there... earlier, at Highmark. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Imagine a Bills takeover, <laughs> the Winter Classic, just people jumping through tables in the parking lot. They do have a new group called Sabres Mafia. I don't know how crazy they are yet, but they exist. So it's probably some cross group members. Yeah, probably. Cross yeah, affiliation. Leaf Sabres at uh at Highmark Stadium would be pretty cool. I would even like there's been talk about the Coyotes getting an outdoor game soon. It's not going to be the Winter Classic, obviously. It's more likely going to be a stadium series. But I think a Winter Classic between, like, the Knights and Coyotes would be fun. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. A I don't desert know where, Winter Classic. Yeah, I don't know where it would be. I, I mean, they'd probably Maybe be better Chase off. Field. Yeah. That's if they if they would pick hosting it in Phoenix over Vegas, which I don't. I also don't see happening. Yeah, you could do it at Allegiant. Does the roof open? No, it's a closed. Mm. Have the big torch going the whole game. Savannah says Ducks Kraken at T Mobile uh, Park. Give me Seattle Anaheim at at uh, at Lumen Field. Ooh, Seattle Anaheim, Seattle yeah, Vancouver. Seattle Vancouver would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Give me yeah, give, uh, me, yeah, Lumen give Field me Blue Jackets Panthers at Hard Rock Casino Stadium in. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so our last one and this one was actually a pretty good one this was i think the last one we got today um before we hopped on but uh kenny on twitter asks us best draft class uh or year in general and this is solely based on the success of the players in said draft and the quality of the players in the draft well that's easy i think i think i think the I think the obvious answer is 2003. Yeah, that was gonna be my answer. Yeah, yeah, 2003. Easy, <laughs> like pretty, like pretty convincingly too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I see that picture pop up of like all of them that got drafted that year, like taking a picture together on the stairs yeah. where they're like all sitting, and I always forget how many like 
people went that year. Like how many yeah. really, really, really good players went that year. It's ridiculous. I think like pretty much everybody in the first round turned out to be <laughs> a very good NHLer. Yeah. I mean, I'll go through fuck. I can go through the the, the whole first round and you have yeah. Flurry, Eric Stahl, um, you had Nathan Horton, Thomas Vanek, Ryan Suter, Braden Coburn, Dion Phaneuf, Jeff Carter. Dustin Brown, Brent Seabrook, Zach Parise, Eric Fair, Ryan Getzloff, Brent Burns, just <laughs> Ryan Kessler, Mike Stupid. Richard, Corey Perry, Brian Anthony Boyle. Stewart, Brian Boyle, Corey Perry, Patrick Eves, Ducks legend. Uh, but like even the drafts after, you have Louis Erickson's in there. He was a he was a thirty third overall pick. But you had King Louis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Patrice Bergeron went 45th. Bergeron, Shea Weber, Corey Crawford. Jesus. <sighs> Shit. You just keep going down. Patrick O'Sullivan, David Backus, Jimmy Howard. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot about Jimmy Howard. I feel like if we named off everybody in this draft, we'd be here another hour. But like, you get down into some of like the later rounds and stuff and it's just like you start seeing names you recognize just like oh shit how is he this this low yeah i mean that was the uh year biz went in the fourth round had kyle quincy lee stapniak went in the fifth round a lot of Stanley cups in that first round it's easy to say uh 2003 without uh much thought Tyler yeah. Johnson went in the sixth round. Mark Mathot. Oh, no, okay, a different Tyler now Jones. we're getting to kind of some of the names where I'm like, okay, yeah, a lot of these guys. <laughs> uh, Joe Pavelski in the seventh round. Oh, yeah. Damn. So, yeah, I, I think it's that was a real a sexy year. Pretty unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> 2003 being the... Uh, Shit, Matt Molson, round nine. Matt Molson. Dustin Bufflin, eighth round. Yaroslav Halak, ninth round. Shane O'Brien, eighth round. So hockey DB at the bottom of the the bottom of the page. Total drafted players from this draft that played in the NHL is at 130. Jesus wow. Christ. My and that's God. out of 200, <laughs> 292 selections. That's a lot. That comes out to almost 45%. That's, yeah. Yeah. Seems, it seems, seems well, pretty good. The answer is 2003. What yeah. draft comes <laughs> second? Huh? What draft comes second to this? Uh, maybe 2005. You got Crosby and 2004. Ovechkin, Malkin. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Those were some good years. I, I mean, 2015, 20, uh, the McKinnon draft was good, too. Mm-hmm. The McKinnon draft got a, I mean, I feel like after the McDavid draft, like, you can't really, like, say anything just because all, all these players are still so young. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the 2005 has a higher percentage, uh, but there's just less picks because there was less rounds. Okay. So they're at almost 50% at 48. 
and 111 people taken in the 2005 draft have played in the NHL. 2004 has 128 players taken or played, and that's 44%. So, I mean, three straight years of guys, you know, enough guys being drafted to almost total 50%. That's pretty damn good. That seems good. <laughs> Pekka Rene was in the eighth round in 2004. We're not going to talk about him. <laughs> just everything stayed silent just <laughs> nope get out of here well that is uh that's about it for for us will this that, week will that do it for us my goodness well <laughs> want to take us out <laughs> um yeah if you stuck around this long thank, thank you thank you thank you as always for listening make sure you're following Following us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Twitch, go ahead and give us a follow. Maybe subscribe. Have some fun. Um, make sure you're following our network as well, Inside the Rink, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, follow their YouTube. Um, oh, they have a YouTube? Sir? Yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, and uh, outside of us being on Twitch... <laughs> You will see this. Uh, you'll see this video up on their YouTube page as well. So make sure you're subscribed to them. And uh, yeah, go on their YouTube. Give us a like. Our last episode was on there, so make sure you watch it. Maybe like it, possibly. Um, leave us a uh, rating and review on all of your podcast platforms wherever you listen. Give us a nice little shout out. Nice five star rating. It helps us a lot. Moves us up the charts. So please do all that. And uh shout out the Kings who beat the Knights. Yeah, so now we oh, get so to they're play. gonna be pissed off tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> get to see an angry Knights team tomorrow. Beautiful. Thanks, Kings. It's uh it's all it's all part <laughs> it's all of the plan. But as uh Chris was saying, if you guys uh feel so inclined, you know, we have many means of uh supporting us, supporting our network. Is always much appreciated. Uh, definitely say uh, next couple weeks we'll uh, have a little bit better idea of uh, our merch situation. Which, uh, mm. I'm excited Ooh. to uh, finally kind of get a little headway on. But uh, till then, you know, that's it for for us this week. Yeah, and uh, the next couple weeks. We should be on the same schedule of recording on Tuesday nights because the Ducks play. Do we like, have any games on Tuesdays? Like, uh, no. For the like today, obviously nothing, and then next week, we we can record on Tuesday and the following week. So counting this week, that'll be three straight Tuesday night recordings. So kind of well, the when they're at, they play on a Tuesday in Philadelphia four. Yeah, I mean that's still doable as well. So. Yeah. We're probably going to stay on the same Tuesday night recording schedule for a little bit. So Sounds good to me. All right. Sure does. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Nice weekend with the family. Happy New you. Year, everyone. Yeah, I hope everybody has a great New Year. Yeah. Let's uh, all 10 of us have fun at the game on Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. See you next week. Bye. Peace.